It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 163, King Joash and Jehoiada's Revival. Alright, so Joash is king at the age of seven. Yep, that's right. He becomes king at the age of seven, and it's a first in Israel's history, a boy king. So I've got a six-year-old about to be seven, and not to pick on my six-year-old, but I wouldn't want her to become our next president at her current age. That just wouldn't work for me. The American minimum age requirement to become president is 35 years old. And just based upon this, Joash isn't going to be ready to be much of a king for a while. The actual decision maker would be one or a group of advisors, but probably Jehoiada the high priest. He's probably the acting king, and here's the thing. He's over 100 years old. Yep, we've got a 100 plus year old vizier running the country and the real king is seven years old. The problem here is we have a double generation gap that was killed off by Athaliah. Further, she hasn't just killed off two generations, but we've got at least a generation since the reforms of Jehoshaphat. So the bridge that carried this revival is limited, yet actually carried in the old man of Jehoiada, the high priest. He carries the flame of revival. Let's see what happens. Oh yeah, there's one more thing that's interesting about Jehoiada. He was a prophet because he anointed Joash, a priest, the high priest, and an acting king. Jesus is our prophet, priest, and king. A model for Jesus in the Old Testament. Here is Jehoiada. The age veteran of two revivals under Jehoshaphat, the tragedy of his son and Athaliah, Yet he ends his life with one more revival. Here's the account of Joash and Jehoiada's revival. Second Chronicles 24. Joash was seven years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 40 years. His mother's name was Zibiah. She was from Beersheba. Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all the years of Jehoiada the priest. Jehoiada chose two wives for him, and he had sons and daughters. Sometime later, Joash decided to restore the temple of the Lord. He called together the priests and Levites and said to them, Go to the towns of Judah and collect the money due annually from all Israel to repair the temple of your God. Do it now. But the Levites did not act at once. According to 2 Kings 12, Joash was 30 years old before the temple had been repaired. So the temple hadn't been repaired yet, and Joash is now 30 years old. We don't know the time frame from when his first ask was, and their non-fulfillment of this ask, but Joash is tired of waiting. It appears there was corruption at the hands of the Levites, or they were just slow. I would lean towards corruption because of the extended timing here. We don't know for sure, but they are not listening to Joash. Now, since the Levites didn't act at once, Joash turns to trusted Jehoiada, over 120 years old at this point. The old man does the right thing. Second Chronicles 24, 6 
Therefore the king summoned Jehoiada the chief priest and said to him, Why haven't you required the Levites to bring in from Judah and Jerusalem the tax imposed by Moses, the servant of the Lord, and by the assembly of Israel for the tent of the covenant of the law? Now the sons of that wicked woman Athaliah had broken into the temple of God and had used even its sacred objects for the Baals. At the king's command, the chest was made and placed outside at the gate of the temple of the Lord. A proclamation was then issued in Judah and Jerusalem that they should bring the Lord the tax that Moses, the servant of God, had required of Israel in the wilderness. All the officials and all the people brought their contributions gladly, dropping them into the chest until it was full. Whenever the chest was brought in by the Levites to the king's officials and they saw that there was a large amount of money, the royal secretary and officer of the chief priest would come and empty the chest and carry it back to its place. They did this regularly and collected a great amount of money. The king and Jehoiada gave it to those who carried on the work required for the temple of the Lord. They hired masons and carpenters to restore the Lord's temple and also workers in iron and bronze to repair the temple. The men in charge of the work were diligent, and the repairs progressed under them. They rebuilt the temple of God according to its original design and reinforced it. When they had finished, they brought the rest of the money to the king and Jehoiada, and with it were made articles for the Lord's temple, articles for the service and for the burnt offerings, and also dishes and other objects of gold and silver. As long as Jehoiada lived, burnt offerings were presented continually in the temple of the Lord. 2 Kings 12 adds something interesting. 2 Kings 12:15 They did not require an accounting from those who they gave the money to pay the workers because they acted with complete honesty. Being someone who worked in accounting finance field for the last decade and a half, I find this to be a profound verse. No accounting was required. Imagine that world. That would be nice. What does it mean? I mean, the purpose of accounting is to confirm accuracy of finances, to correct errors, and potentially capture fraud. Well, here we are. This is not required when heavenly giving comes. Heavenly finances and giving are pure and without human failure. Compare this to the time in Acts with Ananias and Sapphira. This is a form of a revival when an entire nation gives upon their own accord and with complete honesty. This is a revival of integrity and honor, and an obvious financial revival. It's a true revival after the horrors of Athaliah. Giving is part of the Christian walk. It is more blessed to give than receive. Those who refresh others will be refreshed. In the kingdom, if you want to receive, you must give first. It's such a different perspective. The funny thing here is, where did all the money come from? The raiders took treasures from Jerusalem years ago. Athaliah had impoverished the land. The wealth that was hidden was coming out of storage and would be given back to the Lord. The Lord provides in the worst of circumstances, and further, there's always enough. Joash wasn't going to accept no or non-action as an answer. And to his surprise, donations flowed in with remarkable speed. All right, so the people gave over and above like the time of David, and the temple was restored to its former glory. God is even into restoration of physical things like structures and churches and homes besought with tragedy. When the high priest bored a hole in the container and placed it there, the people gave wholeheartedly. There was such plenty that there was no purpose in even counting it. It's the spirit of it. It's the Lord's moving. It's heavenly. 
Who needs accounting in heaven when the Lord is doing the math? That's the God of a cattle on a thousand hills. Amazing concerning all the king did was bore a hole in a chest and demand the people to help restore what's been broken down. But the tax was paid above and beyond all that was requested. So this revival continued and great things were done in Jerusalem with Joash and Jehoiada ruling together in Jerusalem. A 30-year-old king and a 130-year-old advisor now and prophet and high priest with him. What a pair. The Bible states sacrifices were continually made during the life of Jehoiada. In our vernacular, this means atonement for sin was occurring in Old Testament style. The sins of man were being paid for by their sacrifices. People were experiencing righteousness and were being blessed all the days of Jehoiada's life. Unfortunately, we learn that Joash will become more influenced by others when, when old Jehoiada dies at the age of 130. But the nation was currently experiencing a brief revival. But the death of Jehoiada will signify the end of this revival when Joash is turned from the faith by sin and the flesh and probably a deeper trauma from the days of his youth that was never dealt with when he was running from Athaliah. To conclude this episode of Message to Kings, what I find interesting is how Jehoiada lived 130 years. I thought God limited the age of man to 120 years after the flood. There was the immediate exceptions, post-flood exceptions, going as far down the family tree as Jacob who lived to 130. But basically Moses lived to 120 and everyone after him was limited to this timeline but there's another notable exception, and it's this guy, this ancient revivalist, Jehoiada. He lives to 130. And I read a commentary on this guy, and it read that God in his mercy allowed him to live 10 more years past his physical limits to carry one last revival. It's not beyond God to extend people's lives like Hezekiah, who received 15 more years. But this guy went beyond the 120 limit, which should make this his revival that much more significant. Could it be it was worse than we think, and so few believe that it was necessary to allow this old man to carry the flame of revival a bit longer, even past his health limits and physical limitations, to ignite the third generation, whose fathers and grandfathers were no more. How about this for a message to those who retire early mentally and say they're too old to be of any use? You're never too old to be used by God. Here is Jehoiada at this point who didn't father a revival or even grandfather one. He great-grandfathered a revival in his entire nation. Going to end this episode with an unbelievable quote by Charles Spurgeon. Not Spurgeon like I previously used in error. Sorry about that. But this is what he said about Jehoiada. See the influence of one man. One man can sway a state. One man can check sin. One man can be the head of a host who serve God and honor his name. It's just so good. Let's repeat it again. See the influence of one man. One man can sway a state. One man can check sin. One man can be the head of a host who shall serve God and honor his name.
Thanks for joining us for this episode of Message to Kings. Feel free to visit the website, messagetokings.com. Share the Facebook page if you want to chat. Email us at messagetokings at gmail.com.